Hi everyone, welcome again to Real Talk with Coach T, Unscripted, where we will have real but raw conversations for us grown folks. Hi everyone, it's Real Talk with Coach T, Unscripted. We are in Beauty Shop, round two. Today's episode will be about double standards for men and women. Take it away, Jemiah. Okay, so first, we're going to start with abuse. How the double standard is that men can't hit women, but you see on social media all the time that women are hitting and abusing on men, and you hear a lot of domestic violence situations where women are the aggressors. However, I I completely agree, nobody should be hitting on anybody, but I want to touch on just understanding where I've heard this comes from. Women are very emotional and men are very physical. So it's like, they it feels like we can't reach them to express our emotional pain because it doesn't reciprocate to them that well. So what reciprocates to them, physical responses. So I feel like that's why a lot of women lash out. They slash the tires, break the windows, slap them in the face because the men can't feel the emotional damage that's done to them. So they lash out physically. It's not right, but that's where I feel like it originates from. Now, see, my challenge as a therapist, because you know I got a lot of men patients, Mm -hmm. they actually do feel they just don't show it because women aren't safe. They don't feel that women are safe. Yeah. Mm. Most most of my male clients will say, um, like, when they let their guard down and they try to let a woman in, Mm -hmm. that they take it and use it or misuse it, abuse it, or throw it back in their face. We do it with our words. Oh yeah, we we're very real good with our work. And we remember everything. Yeah. We were, if you tell us your mama didn't your mama did something at five years old, we we gonna bring it back in the art. That's why your mama did this at five years old. You know, cause we we uh emotional. Yeah. But but you kinda like justifying that because they're emotional, (laughs) they get to like right, be okay. Like coming from a family of boys, men, like I ain't with that. Like, no, don't touch them. You know. Right. Because I'm gonna wanna Right. Exactly, and I get that. I have younger brothers and I speak over that on them. I wouldn't want a female abusing them and I wouldn't want them hitting a female. But I understand how it happens. So I'm just so I'm just justify, justify, I'm justify. Not justify. I'm just, you know, looking at all perspectives and understanding how it can get to that way. But it shouldn't happen. That's where communication comes into play. But I don't know. I don't know. Because now that I'm saying it, it do sound like I'm justifying them. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not. I understand what you're saying too. But if somebody hit little Nate, hit her ass back. Yeah. See, now that's Shut what parents like mothers do teach that at a very young yes. age, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I I recently just seen that one of my friends was telling me that somebody hit a little boy hit her daughter, and her daughter like kept hitting them back, and she told him like you know if somebody hit you you hit them back. So like it starts young, cause we okay when we young, but then now. You know, like the recent film going around with the that I talked about the other day, the young lady who was seen hitting a man, and literally that was a hard slap because his head moved, mm-hmm. twerked after of it, and I mean, allegedly this is I don't know if that's the man that even hit her with the brick, but uh, 
then you get hit. Well, you know, my saying is he didn't hit her. The brick hit her. I'm just being honest. Right. And that's just yeah. like, you should have done. I don't agree with the uh, being not emotional because Nate, my husband, he he always say like, just because I'm not responding the way that you want me to respond, yeah, completely. doesn't mean that I don't care. Yeah. You know, you want me to cry, you want me to do, I'm not going to do all of that. You know, I'm going to hold that in or whatever. And he always be like, I care. He like, anything that you say cares. If it's about you, anything that you say I care about, if it's about you, it's going to cut. Oh, yeah. You know, it's going to cut. Can, actually, Your I, I don't say sensitive because that's yeah. not a good word. But men actually, like, retain almost everything we yeah. say as women. They and they, they don't say anything. It. But remember at the couples event, what yeah. the guy said, one of the uh, panelists said that when a woman says something, they hold on to it. And once that it cut them, everything else is filtered through that cut. And they shut down from that point on. Mm-hmm. So they do have emotions. They just show them very differently. Right. Um, women are outwardly emotional. Yeah. Men, like, you know, how they buy things for your, you know, gift, whatever. Um, but again, we as women, if we be honest, you can look at your relationship with your siblings, yeah. whoever. When we get mad at them, we throw a dagger right back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever they told us that we consider them to be punks or whatever, because they might have cried about something. When we get mad, that's what we throw back. But that's what I was saying. It happens when we get mad. That it's, it's not, not right. in every situation, and it's not right. But I'm understanding where it comes from. And like you said, even in adolescence, you get taught. Somebody hits you, you hit them back. Mm-hmm. Or if somebody do something, you get even. You, It's a lot of, we're not taught being meek. Like, to be meek, but not weak. You get what I mean? Turn yeah. that left cheek. A lot of us aren't taught that. So... When it gets to, like you said, with the siblings. Right, a lot of us are not taught that. Exactly. So when you get to the siblings and stuff, okay, I know last time mommy cussed me out because I slapped you back. Mm -hmm. So now I'm going to use my words to hurt you now. I'm going to find some type of way to hurt you. I'm going to embarrass you. I'm going to do something to justify how I was hurt in some way. And that passes on to adulthood. So that's why you have these women. And it's a double standard. You have these women abusing on men because it's some form of power. It's some form of way for me to express how you hurt me and get my lick back. It's a lot of lick backs nowadays. And it's not not okay. But like you said, that's that double standard because ain't nobody bad an eye when she hit that man but if that man would have said she hit me first and punched her in the face i'm pretty sure that whole crowd would have like dude dude you're doing too much yeah she wasn't just uh, doing too much when she just slapped exactly. me and turned my and whole head <laughs> and twerked in front of my face so right. yeah that's that's why i feel like this is a good topic because it's like at when do you say that that gray line like when is too much and when is this and that too much is don't put your hands on nobody period yeah, I was just finna say, I think, leave, but I think yeah, double stuff. Yeah, you yeah. keep your hands to yourself. And that's why because you talk when somebody, so not when a boy hits you, not when a girl hits you. When somebody exactly. hits you, you hit them back. Exactly. But when, when men get emotional, you already said, they used to using their hands, they used to using violence. So is that right? Because they, they, now they emotional, so now instead of cursing you out and cutting you. Flat down her hair, girl. Look, we really are in the beauty shop for real. (laughs) We don't want no problems over here. She like, come on, give me up out of here. 
but I think double standards all the way around because you know how like men can sleep with multiple women yeah. and it's cool. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> let's talk about it. Because yeah. you know, um, on the I think if you listen to the first episode, how I said I don't necessarily believe in monogamy, mm-hmm. and so my cousin, my own cousin, he was like, um, "Well, I don't know if you should say that because then people are going to think you sleep with multiple people." I said, "No, only immature people think that." Um, but the fact that he even as knowing me, huh? I mean, it's cool with me. I don't care how many exactly. people. That's your belt, not mine. You know what? Exactly. That's <laughs> the point. Yeah, your saying to me is not my business. Oh no, you now you know of all people I could care less about. I can sleep with who I But in society, it's like in the locker room. If you sleep, locker room conversations. Oh yeah, bro, you got this and this and this. You got this. You got like that. You did that. Oh yeah, you real raw. But as soon as a girl gets to talking about that type of stuff, it's are you easy? Mm-hmm. Are you a bust down? Oh, you real loose. Uh-huh. Oh, I ain't got to take you to dinner. Oh, you a thot. You a thot, thot. Oh, I ain't got to take you to dinner because you already slept with 12 men. What's what's adding a 13? But why does that matter? Why oh, yeah. Why does that number significant, like give significance to my value and how you treat me? Because if we being honest, I should treat you like a walking STD because you got 20 bodies. Yo, <laughs> I love you said bodies. You can tell the age difference. <laughs> bodies <laughs> you know that's funny because you know us we talk about well how many men you had that's funny y'all use the words yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna say that i call it body. we say bodies because it's like a, a term that we use how many people you didn't took over okay. slept with like okay. you know yeah. when you murder somebody that's a body you you did that you did your thing so i'm adding that onto my body count oh but okay but that body count for men is like a gold sticker Mm -hmm. and that body count for women is like you get into that limit now you better hope the next person you with your husband because when i was younger now i i I had a body count that i wanted to sleep with i wanted to have a certain amount of people that i slept with in my life just to have the experience of different people i actually wanted that that's the crazy part but then once i got a little bit older i was like and for me it it was more i don't know what do i i never think i was more driven by ego i'm very ego driven i know that about myself but for me it was more about the person who said they weren't gonna deal with a big girl oh yeah you was gonna i was getting you just because of what you said so i consider mine more ego driven probably like a guy you know because it was like you know how like uh the chubby we call well i call them chubby chasers um the ones who say like oh they don't like big girls oh so many of those but they be snuggled up under at midnight with the big girl (laughs) so i was the one who was gone you was gonna live it out loud in front of me and it was more just because of the chase right if anything but that's true like but they also say like a lady never tells yeah right so she could have, like you said, so many body counts, but it becomes unacceptable if she tells it. <laughs> See, that, that got me a little huff coming out. <laughs> because, okay, I can see that. It's I could see that a lot because growing up, especially in high school, you have those few females like, hey, I'll, I'll wear my count on my sleeves because it is what it is. Like, I'm, I'm desired. If I want it, I'm going to get it. Um, I don't see no problem with that. And all power to them, that comes with 
confidence and not caring about these double standards. True. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, but women judge them too. They do exactly. It's it's like um, the dating process. It's like an application. Mm-hmm. What's your name? Your date of birth? Your zodiac sign? How many bodies you got? <laughs> and it, I honestly feel like that shouldn't be a factor because if you get to these double standards. How can you tell me I can't turn you down because you got 17 bodies? But since I got 15, you don't want to deal with me as a woman. You get what I mean? But should you be asking how many body counts? You shouldn't. Exactly. That shouldn't be a part of the resume because it's experience. Like how Naisha put it into perspective. I never thought about it that way at all. That's my first time ever hearing somebody say that. Like, I'm trying to be sexually experienced rather than... Um, sexually used, vulnerable, turned out, whatever, flipped around, bent over, whatever you want to call it. Right. But overplayed, overused. So mm-hmm. I feel like it should not be a factor at all. But then they won't know if you don't tell. They won't know if you don't tell, but what are the odds that they won't ask? You can ask me anything. I don't have to volunteer information just because you ask. That's true. As soon as you say that, people get to looking at you like, oh, yeah, you must got a high number because you're not saying that. Maybe so. Maybe not. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Uh, But I feel like, okay, so with that being said, though, um, where do you think like a lady never kiss and tell comes from? Because a lot of men think that they lie about their body count. That men or women? Uh, women. Okay. Men, men are known to tell how many people that they, they sleep with. And some of them lie. They yeah. be lying. But they feel like women don't want to be known as a hoe, so they won't tell because they don't want to be known as a hoe. <laughs> That's why I think that women never kiss and tell comes from. Oh. And then some women tell women to not kiss and tell because they don't want that person to be known as a hoe. Or lose that opportunity to even be pursued. To with, or to be deal with, lose the opportunity to deal with certain men because certain men feel like they don't want their woman, their main woman, to be dealing with a lot of different guys. Now, see, I think it comes from Big Mama. You know the the uh, flower wind grandma? Uh-huh. Because she had a lot of people up under that dress. <laughs> Like for real, for real, ain't got no thirteen kids and five baby daddies for that either. If you think about back in, the, well, to me it was taught early to women and men. If you go back to slavery, right? How many? And it was forced. Don't get me wrong, but how many like women slept with whatever man that they were supposed to sleep with? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But considered, don't tell because of you know considered rape or whatever you yeah. call it. Yeah, um, and then remember, even back like in the. Roman days and stuff like you're supposed to be a virgin when you get married and stuff the queen like they don't want their queen to be have sex with nobody else but them and I've been watching that like with um the hunger game not the hunger games what's this game of thrones game of thrones yeah (laughs) I remember the girl was sleeping with the guy Mm -hmm. and she had to lie and say that she was a virgin and then she was supposed to still be a virgin and wind up dating her cousin who was gay <laughs> but <laughs> yeah she she dated her cousin was trying to keep their bloodline and she was sleeping with uh the person who was supposed to be protecting her and kept having babies by him and the babies looked just like him but everybody wanted the babies to look like their bloodline oh. she kept saying they was their bloodline but she kept that a secret 
you know. Mm-hmm. But she's trying to keep up that image. Mm-hmm. But when know? you want to talk about history and stuff like that, what about the African tribes and stuff like that that use men just for their sperm? I would yeah. go, you. I would find you. You a strong man in the village. I'm gonna sleep with you. Yeah. Use your seat, and when I'm done with you, I'm gonna go to the next strong man in the village because my job as a woman is I have. Um, you know the seed of life I have the tree of life within me so I'm here to reproduce and find a strong man suitable to give me his seed it was like the hierarchy was different the women were at the top and they got to sleep with all the different men we don't oh, yeah, do that's that true. Yeah, yeah we don't do that here so it's like where, where did that well, come from I think we do they try to get the guy who got the most money though so mm. they can get child support. <laughs> okay, Chris Brown. <laughs> That's how it's done now. That's the Chris Brown song. Mm, the Cannon story. <laughs> well, he he wants his seed everywhere, yeah. so uh, yeah. they ain't trying to get child support because he wants it. I yeah. mean, they want him, he, and, he, but he got money. And he claimed that all his baby mamas were playing. Like he knew that they were gonna have. Babies. I can believe that. You know, my brother educated me on something. Did you know um, Nickelodeon? His parents own that. Uh-uh. That's where Nick, his name came from. Uh-uh. My brother educated me about that, so he actually he came from money, so he could afford. That. Yes, yes, look it up. That's why he kept saying they kept talking about Mariah money. He like I got my own money. He he really do because Nickelodeon. That's where uh, that came from. Um, it was I guess like that's what they named it after him or whatever. Yes, I was very shocked to know that. Why wow, you learn something new every day? <laughs> Definitely learn something every day so he got money I'm thinking, I'm thinking he got lucky on drumline caught his big break no stuff. No, but that's how he became money. in yes look it up is i because i couldn't believe when my I brother mean, told he me made his own wealth i'm not going to discredit that oh money. no yeah completely. i definitely did not know but nickelodeon opened a door because if you think about when he was a kid he mm-hmm. was um but that's his parents company which right. ultimately is a he's an heir of it so Yes, that was tripped out. That was just a side note. <laughs> a little sidebar. Right, sidebar. Just, But even with that, because you said something, because now I think, like, women are choosing to, like, X out men even having kids, though. Yeah. That's another double standard, I think, too. When you th- Wait, say that again. You said what? Because women are Xing out the process with men to have kids. Oh, you're right. They are. Well, because you know, a lot of women out here choosing to not deal with men mm-hmm. with kids and then vice versa. That's oh, that's another different standard yeah. that both people have. Yes, because all uh, you you didn't just let your seed go everywhere, so then you got all these kids. Yeah. You just you you definitely not stable. You definitely just a, a f boy and, and all this other stuff. They told me if I had kids, we probably wouldn't have made it. Really? Oh wow. So he, he came in the, in the mix with three kids. Yeah, but three if you kids. had kids, it wouldn't have worked. But why is that, though? I don't know. I, but you know what? See, I guess I would feel... Because I, I... Now, this probably... sounds feel some type of way. Now, I'm selfish because I would only date a man who had one to two boys. They had to be boys because I'm not sharing room with a girl. So I don't want a man with daughters. Why? Because well, I'm not used to sharing space. I'm gonna be honest. I'm the only girl, so nah, we can't. That's why I just always talk about how I'm the only girl, but I love <laughs> when Jemaya and Kaya is over and talking to their daddy and hanging out with their daddy. And I push, don't I push for y'all? <laughs> push to us to go on dates without her. Uh-huh. And all of that. But yeah, that's still like y'all not in, like, that's not. And together too. Right, but for me, I, I know. I'm sorry. It's I'm all about saying. me. I'm selfish. I'm I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> 
I have that. I'm not the only child, but I do have the only child symptom where I don't want my stuff to be messed with. It's my stuff to be messed with. But as far as father, and it's, and it's probably because I, I didn't really have my father in my life, and I would want them to have their father in their life the way that I would have wanted my father to be in my life. You get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. That was big for me, yeah. for me, with him. So, so you I, do it out of more so lack of what you had. Yes, I okay. have wanted to have that relationship with my dad. And I told him that in the beginning, like in the beginning, he wasn't really in their life like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're the one supposed to be teaching them this, and you're the one supposed to be teaching them that, you know? Yeah. And I was like, I didn't have my father like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? you supposed to be, you supposed to be the one that's um, in their lives like that, you know? And, and, and he wanted to be, but... It was just things that was going on that was preventing him from being there. But shortly after that conversation, he came on. That's good. Well, maybe because I've never been without a meal presence, or mm-hmm. I don't have, like, that's probably why I don't want to share space. Mm-hmm. I've had meal presence from birth. Right, but then that still doesn't answer the question. I mean, we're not gonna have an answer, but of that double standard. Why, when you look at a female that comes with kids, um, they're less likely to be pursued than a man who comes with kids. Is it because it's expected? Cause we ex- no, because women accept it. Because there are some women who do not want to date men with kids. So there are. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they may have kids um, because they don't want to be mom or, you know, whatever the reasons are. But I feel like that's double, double standard all the way around because you have women who have kids who don't want to date men with kids or men with kids who don't want to date women with kids. And I get both, though, because think about if you get into relationships, that's a financial strain. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, like, I'm going to need your mama to have a good job. I'm going to need you to be a really good mom to your kid because um, I, I don't want to be repl- I don't want to try to replace you. I'm not trying to do nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because if you think about it, like, that person has to take on that. Right. Role. That financial responsibility at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Like you think about it, if you like, like you said, um, like with your dad and um, Naisha, that they like, um, there was some financial responsibility that had to be taken on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because because you're a couple. It was right because you're a couple. Like, and some people just don't want to give up their money, mm-hmm. and I'm mad. And not even just money, your know, time too. Because like, look at it. Like, well, the dang a bit, we get what you said. She said it didn't bother her. It didn't bother you, but also I do feel like age plays a part. Like, when you're the person, the person too, but it also I feel like age. Like, cause in my my age group, I feel like, oh, uh, you trying to play a stepmama role? Like, you can't you can't do that. Are you? They told me that too. Yes, but that's, that's not. Age. But that's that standard. Like. No, I mean, I think it's different people because I had a friend who was like, I want you to date somebody with no kids. Why would you date somebody with three kids? It didn't matter to me that he had three kids. What matters to me was my relationship with him and how he treated me. It would have mattered now if he would have gotten back in his girl's life, then that would have been a problem for me. Oh, that's a good question, too, then. Okay, so, you know, like, women who date men with kids, but they're not being proactive in the kid's life, mm-hmm. but 
but you guys have kids and the woman doesn't care that you have don't right that that they're not trying to cultivate or whatever a relationship with you and your other kids because it that's a lot of that too and to me that's a double standard it is like it is because if you had a child you could want as a woman you would want the guy to interact with your kid and be there for your kid and stuff like that but another double standard that i know just from counseling um women who have kids but are with another man they don't like to allow the discipline there's always some some restraint about discipline and it's not even just women i feel like i kind of deal with that too you know within my relationship about where um with my stepson like there's certain mm-hmm. things that i think that should be done or should be said or handled a certain way i have no sense of liberty at all right yeah none <laughs> but so, then that's where it comes like, how you gonna want me to take on the financial the emotional yeah, exactly. the therapist the cooking provider yeah. caretaker you want me to do all of this but i can't discipline them i can't i can't tell them i can't or speak my right opinion. i can't speak my opinion i gotta run it by you first but you want me to automatically move as a as a unit far as those mother roles but soon as it comes to discipline or whatever the case may be oh nah you second place oh nah you need to sit down you're probably fourth place fourth place you need to sit down and let me think about it call they mama etc 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 but i'm here i'm the one putting in this work i'm the one that they see every day that they come home and etc etc because that's how i felt about naisha like Mm -hmm. she definitely took on that mom role and i would expect her to pop lemonade in his mouth a couple times or even tell me like nah you need to sit in the house or something it's never came to that because of the particular kid she's dealing with but yeah, it, the respect. in the respect that was yeah. there but you have some kids who aren't like that at oh, no. all because they say you ain't my mom or you ain't my dad right so then when when is it like that point where the step parent can be like well if i can't discipline them and they can talk to me crazy however they want because it's your kid and i can't put my hands on your kid and this my money this my pocket this my time deal with your kid your kid crying go deal with your kid your kid need this go deal with your kid they can't even respect me and talk to me i can't even demand my respect as a parent Mm -hmm. you know so but it's that double standard now i'm a bogus adult now i'm now i'm taking it too personal but it's the reality. If I'm doing everything as a parent, I deserve that respect and that and that free range. Right. As like it's parent. not like you're trying to take the place of the biological parent. Mm-mm. But it's, it's still you, it's it's but like I having multiple. Right. Yeah. For me, it's more of trying to make things better for my household. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And I think, but even with biological kids, truthfully, because men and women have two different aspects about how to discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could be a biological mom and dad in the same house and the mom is going to cover when the dad's trying to discipline that son she gonna cover it She's most women are gonna be like don't touch my son and mm-hmm. the crazy part is that was me with day, and now I feel like I made a mistake <laughs> right but then it's also that double standard too of like household rules like you always get that saying like the yeah. mom's the bully the mom's the mean one the mom's always in charge of discipline and whatever the case may be and the daddy's so relaxed right the daddy's so relaxed the daddy the fun whatever the case may be but that's a parent is supposed to discipline regardless though so why is it assumed or taken on in a lot of households that women are the disciplinary ones women are the ones and i think that it just depends on different households so 
it's just different in each household. That's all. That's what I, I think. But I seen a, I see a lot though. Like yeah. I see both sides though. I, I do too. Yeah, I was gonna say I see it both it, ways. It just depends Cause on they the household. usually cause sometimes, you know Because my stepfather was the discipline and he was the you shouldn't, you shouldn't, you shouldn't and my mom was like, Let her go, let her go. We're good, let her go. You know? Yeah, I could see that. I think generational, that's probably where the difference may come because your generation is different. Like, I could see probably in your generation where that might be more prevalent, but probably in me and Aisha's generation, the man was considered because more men were present, just mm -hmm. being honest. What do you think, Janae, about the discipline in the household? She's trying to play the And the, the, the mother and the father roles. Mm -hmm. Say it again. <laughs> you heard the discipline in households and the mother and the father role. Do you think that in your house would you say that you're more the disciplinarian and your your husband is more of the laid back, cool dad? I think it's the opposite. I'm more of the laid back one, and he's more of the discipline. See, that's old school because you're about in my age range. Yeah. See, oh, I think in our age range, but the men she, are heavier. You dealt with that with your mom, and her mom is our age, and her mom was more the disciplinarian, right? And yes. your stepfather and your dad is more the laid back one. Yes. There's only a few times when my stepdad would step up and be like, "No, nah, you need to be in the house. No, nah, give me them keys." A few times, few times, and even then you would hear that upstairs conversation of, like you said, uh -huh. going back to the step-parents. Well, why you tell her that? Well, why you do this? Uh -huh. Are you just doing too much? And et cetera, et cetera. Uh -huh. So in my household, I definitely got that mom the top dog and then daddy second place. But then that's a double standard too because I feel like the the respect we pose to quote unquote have for men and leader and the house and stuff, that's like taking over the um what you call it the i hate to say gender role uh -huh. but because we're always talking about like how um the man should quote unquote leave the house but the respect of men are gone right. and it's kind of what you just said though because the women the women are up here now as far as like tears and then the man is under the woman now and i do think there is a not one is more than the other i don't want to say that but i do think there's a loss of respect for men mm -hmm. and it's not all men fault because i know women get mad when i say this but it's so true every broken man came from a broken woman mm -hmm. i always say that because that's the only way they got here mm -hmm. and how you are groomed whether it be your mom your grandmother your sister um usually that's where the wounds start taking place as a counselor like I think I said that last time about how many men are broken from mommy issues, not daddy issues. Because, like, men aren't, like, depending on the kind of woman they came from, but the kind of parent she came from. You know what I'm saying? Right. That depends a lot on them. Yeah, it really does. And I feel like even the younger generation, like, you know how... Uh, it used to be grandma would take care of the kids, but I feel like grandmas are young now, so they all running ragged. Uh, yeah. So there is no discipline. And not even just that. You need to talk about, like, with our age, how, you know, the drug ep epidemic came. So a lot of our parents was on drugs. Mm -hmm. So we didn't have a lot of the structure because the parents were on drugs. 
our parents, not yeah. you know, uh-huh. not not your generation parents. Our parents from so say forty, yeah, thirty five and forty five. Yeah. At least one of our parents was on drugs. Yep, it was because it was the it was you the know? epidemic, and it yeah. was the epidemic of them being on drugs because for the seventies and eighties. Right, my yeah. my father was the one that was on drugs. See, he was absentee. You know, mm-hmm. so you all um, think that that's more prevalent now though. Even though there was an epidemic during that. I feel like it's a difference with the drug, though. Yeah, I crack think. was like... At its height. Exactly. It, it's like... They smoke the, more the weed. The that's, that's out now, nobody is out crackish right now. It's right. some, but it's not like they peel was in the 80s. Yeah, because they peel poppers now. Okay, so I'm looking at it as like a physical and mental perspective. Mm-hmm. So physically, y'all parents had these drugs that was contributing to the lack of structure mm-hmm. and stuff. In yeah, I know what you're going Right. Mm-hmm. Mentally, we have social media, we have society, we have these music, we have these videos, we have mm-hmm. these movies that are putting into our head what a standard and what the men are supposed to right, give. Right, right. So it's a social standard to have a deadbeat daddy. It's a social standard to have a chill daddy or the daddy who's not the disciplinary. It's a standard to F all that stuff anyway. We out here just partying, whatever the case may be. So it's like that social standard of how social media portrays the parent dynamic is what's hindering us, like how y'all generation had these drugs. So I feel like that's what's contributing to these double standards. That's what's contributing to this imbalance of like, the mother and the father roles and how we deal with our kids and stuff so at that point like if it's not even the parent because you can have a parent in a household who's instilling all this stuff in their son but you go to school and they friends Absolutely. telling them oh yeah oh, you a square you what your mama told you, you gotta take this girl on a date nah bro you better just whatever the case may be so it's like yeah, society it's like breaks down it's those like fundamental at, structures at my age too where you you have the square and crazy enough, my high school sweetheart was the square, and um, they was laughing at him for coming to walk me to school every day, bringing me flowers, <laughs> and talking about him. I remember he slipped and fell down the stairs and bringing me something. Oh, he's loving me, a goofy, you know? And of course, that made him want to be more like thug-like and all that other stuff, you know? That's true. Remember, I told you about my brother. Like, he uh-huh. wasn't, because my brother is definitely nowhere near like uh, the oldest one he's nowhere near like a street hood kind of person uh-huh. and because girls want that whole you know yeah. imagery but something uh jamaya just said is true because when you look on social media even with like rappers and all of that like you see they smoke weed around their kids like uh-huh. our parents didn't do crack around us uh-uh, they did not. It, it's it's a it was if they did it they was cracked out already and already just right they were beyond you know they was beyond control other right. than that they tried to hide certain things and, from us yeah because now you got the where they think it's funny to have the kid with a gun or Blowing smoke in their face, ooh, yeah. blowing smoke in their face is like Fuck such yeah. a ooh. Everything is not, you know, abs- nothing is absolute, but I feel like that's more acceptable and funny. Or how the the little girls be twerking, or they dressing them like something the mom would wear, or it's okay to be disrespectful to adults. Um, but then, yet you trying to tell the kid to respect you, but then you raising them to be disrespectful. Coming from the school system, yeah. that that that's the biggest issue. I swear. Yeah. When it was a family down the street for me when I was a kid, they was the roughest, toughest family. 
and all of them was ignorant. <laughs> I yeah. remember growing up, and they all were cursed. They cussed at their mama. They cussed at us. I remember we kept getting into it with them when we was kids, just because they was bad kids, and we just wanted to come outside and play. They wanted to fight, mm-hmm. you know. And they parents was like, "Kick their ass, kick their ass," and it's like. And you got our parents, it's like, no, come in the house, we're not gonna fight, let's just call the cops, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, you do sound like some parents, like, just call the police. Yeah, but that just goes back to Jelani's point, our point period is just like everything is escalated now to mm-hmm. the point that we can share it so quickly. You yeah, know what I mean, that, instead of being able back in the day, we had all the pagers, right? You couldn't get that information, uh-uh. you couldn't get it, you, right? You wouldn't know what was it, happening out west unless you knew somebody exactly. from out west, exactly. And it wasn't filmed. Completely, that yeah, too. it definitely wasn't. I do Damn. think social media like bullies that's why suicide is so high right now in our youth, yeah, because social media bullying and yeah. embarrassment that's like yeah. a real thing. Because you're not just I dealing with your that. neighborhood stuff anymore, you deal with the world, you, right? You own yes. like world, what is that? Like, uh, Jemiah World Hip Hop, uh huh, yes, world star, world star, yeah, yeah, not, not even just a lot of great. Oh, the shade room, oh, the shade room, like the girl who you know. Yeah, and how them people was on her. I was so happy that that stuff happened. At, um, <laughs> what was it when they had that fight on the dock? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. that's what took the off of her. <laughs> oh yeah, because she from Alabama, so remember it was the uh, they were studied on her because yes. she. You could tell there's some mental issues there yeah. that and she faked that. the kid yeah. kidnap, right? Oh, but they, they were like the nurse. Yeah. yeah. They were like bullying her. They were. Um, so bad for her. Yeah, because they don't understand that that really is a mental illness. Yeah. The fact that you put thought into it to do all of that, like that's a mental disturbance. You know, mm-hmm. not excusing it, but that's more a cry for help yeah. versus you know us trying to help. We criticize and we, you know what I'm saying, judge. But that's why suicide happens so fast. Well, I'm so glad you brought that up yeah. because let's talk about it. These double standards about suicide. It's, it's shockingly, I'm learning this. Oh, this, yeah. this is new information for me. It might be known to y'all, but men commit suicide more than females. We're, yeah. told, we're told all the time that we're so emotional, et cetera, mm-hmm. and the third. Mm-hmm. But I really do feel like it plays a factor in we're doing this. Mm-hmm. We're conversating and we're respecting each other's boundaries mm-hmm. and we're giving each other the opportunity to not be judged mm-hmm. and let out our emotions and our opinions. Mm-hmm. But let us have a man in this room. He's more than likely to be the silent one mm-hmm. because it's taught that men shouldn't be over emotional. Mm-hmm. They bury stuff a lot more mm-hmm. than women. So not only do they have all these thoughts that they push down and not express and openly given to, to other people, they're, they're, it's a mental thing like they're beating themselves up mentally to the yeah. point where it's like the last solution is to break down like I feel less of a man this problem isn't being resolved and they're more likely to commit suicide mm-hmm. you see it a lot with white men more than African American men but at the, but regardless the situation is men and women men do not have that outlet that women allow themselves to have mm-hmm. so that's why they're more likely to commit suicide but that goes back to um, uh, the men being safe mm-hmm. right safe so men us. black men do commit suicide it's just actually not spoke about mm-hmm. as most so the numbers aren't always accurate mm-hmm. I, okay yeah the the scale is very tilted in that because they'll say homicide or unknown cause or you know what i'm saying but the truth is black men are just as much under distress like 
Um, I hate to say this, but like Chicago PD, like the suicide rate is way higher than most people know because that will be a vulnerable point if they really release the real numbers because they will consider the police weak if they knew how much suicide really happened. Um, some are more just depending on who the person was or how loud the family is. Mm-hmm. So, but truthfully, you're probably losing a police officer within the whole uh, world, probably at least two, two a day at minimum. Because, wow. yes, because you think about it, um, it's a double standard for them. Yeah, you know, is. unfortunately, and, and then men and women within the department, it's a double standard, you know, like, oh, she can't do this. He can, um, <laughs> all, you know, all the above. But men also, like we said about earlier, we talk to a man, like you said, and he'll say something. We hold it and boom, we're going to throw it right back at him as soon yeah. as we pissed off. Yeah. So they can't be right. Yeah, they really can't. Um, You know, something, because, you know, I used to counsel couples. And I really do understand where men come from when they say, you know, like, say, for instance, their wife is the spender and they're the saver. And they say, like, you know, she doesn't understand how selfish that is because... He don't have nobody to go to. He ain't got. He can't go to his mama. He can't go to his daddy if the car note needs to be paid. He ain't got nobody who got his back. But the woman could mess up the money and she can go look at her husband. That's another double standard that because you screw over money that he's supposed to fix it. When you got responsible, you know, men, um, I do feel like that's something women that I expose, you know, from counseling that women do not recognize when it comes to finances how much the man is demanded to have to do all this kind of like when uh yesterday i was talking about dating over 40 and women thinking the man supposed to pay for the date all the time like what mm. like are you nuts see i i'm gonna pull a naisha <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the household okay uh-huh. because my household I have two I have two very strong women. I, I consider Naisha to be the more feminine example and I consider my mother to be the more masculine energy. Mm-hmm. My mother won't give you the opportunity to disappoint her. She's gonna be the financial schemer, she's gonna get all it laid out, plan work, she's gonna mm-hmm. already be saving stuff up, have three savings accounts and this one for this, this one for that. She's gonna do all of that because she doesn't wanna be put in a position to where a man has let her down or a man makes her feel dependent on him. Okay. So I have my mom putting that in me and, you know, double standards. It's the man's role to be the caretaker, the provider, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. But then you have some women who's like, you say that, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm a, I'm a holder down. You being too irresponsible. This light bill needs to be paid. It's way cheaper. And you worrying about this gas bill, but the light's going to turn off in two days, mm-hmm. et cetera. But then you have this feminine energy perspective where it's like, if he paying for the meal, leave, leave a tip. I get that from Naisha. She she put that in. You going to a date? 
make sure you keep you have twenty dollars in your pocket. Yeah. Twenty dollars, even if you if that's to cover your meal or twenty dollars to show them like I have money. I, mm-hmm. I can give to you just like you can give to me. Mm-hmm. Or after the third day, be like, you know what, this one on me. I heard you've been saying you wanted to go go kart ride and a plan laser tag. Mm-hmm. I heard you say it a few times, so I already bought us a ticket to go here, here, here. Yeah, I agree. Right. That's okay. So and that's okay. But yeah. you have a lot of women and it goes back to the households. Like you like you said, a broken man comes from a broken woman. Uh-huh. Um, a overly strong independent girl can come from a broken woman too. Oh or, yeah, they do. Right, exactly. So it's like you get that that double standard of don't let no man disappoint you or don't let no man feel like you need him but then you have that other side where it's like let a man know that i got your back too like exactly. i can handle this too it's right. us it's mm-hmm. us against the situation not me me being <laughs> you <against the> situation. <laughs> jumped up no, 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 she jumped up come on girl no i think you have to consider your audience Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Each person is going to be different. You've got to learn different styles because there are men out here that need to be filled, that yes. need to be needed. Yeah. And if you exert that masculine energy, it's a turn off to them. You know? Completely. But, but they don't have to be masculine energy. Well, for the sake of, or the. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Right. I get what you're saying. So, so then you have other individuals like, dang, you depend on me for everything. Can we yeah. just be, you know, partners? So you just got to kind of learn your partner, yeah. learn your eyes. And then you kind of tailor it to... And know who you are, though, right? Because you, you just said something that, for me, I really do have an issue when women do it because this is how we raise... Um, and Because I don't like the word mama's voice because I think it's good to love your mother because that's what I consider a mama's boy. Um, but uh, women who, like you just said, don't depend on a man for nothing, but then you making your son's plate or he don't have any responsibilities. So you're pushing your daughter to be independent, but teaching your son to be codependent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that. Yeah, like that just strikes my nerve. And just like you said, Naisha brought up earlier how the daddy is supposed to be the example of what a man's supposed to do. The mama's being an example too. Mm-hmm. So now those dudes who go out thinking that everyone that they come across is supposed to be doing their doing they laundry, cooking for them, et cetera, et cetera. And th- that's not the case. So that's why I love that she said read your audience. Yeah, that's something I definitely been learning lately because just like this topic is double standards. You have people who have experienced one standard in the other. So it's mm-hmm. up to you to, like you said to me, to know yourself. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I'm gonna come across this dude, and I know that I'm a in this situation a masculine energy. So. I might not want to pursue that or I might want to practice being in my feminine energy and letting you be who you want to be, which is the man and the provider and stuff like that, but still hold my own on the side or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. I got a bigger question. Where did these roles come from? Old school back, big mama. Well, who's to say that it's right? I don't think none of them right. It's none of them is right. I feel like it goes with what what's best for your household. And yeah, that, that's the bigger thing. Yeah, you know? because like you have some people who like you know men who maybe what I guess the word we would say is domesticated as far as like but maybe they the better cook you know like my i come from like the truth in my family the men know they can cook and clean out of any woman any day literally. And it's kind of like for me though, I don't even eat meat, so I ain't even cooking no meat like you. <laughs> okay, you um, you out of luck if you looking for me to fry you anything, cause I'm scared of grease. <laughs> I don't want no grease popping on me or smelling like it. 
So yeah, like uh, I'm the wrong woman, and I for real, for real, I got a housekeeper. So keep like I can maintain keeping my house clean, but I'm not finna be cleaning no house. I don't even like the smell of chemicals. Who that is? That's me. <laughs> I want somebody else to clean for me. I'm only clean, but right. I want somebody else. To I, for I ain't me, even that type of chick. That. I'm not a cooker like that. No. None of that. But I'm not make y'all no less than a woman at all. That's no. just y'all particular. You know? I was raised with that energy though. You know what I'm saying? Even to this day, I will never forget we were sitting at the table at my uncle's 50th birthday party. Um, so it's one woman a generation, my aunt and then all her brothers, which is my dad's side. And my aunt, she will taste food, she'll do stuff and know she don't even want the food, right? So she had asked for something. We gave it to her. Knowing she wasn't going to eat it, she spit it in the napkin. My uncle handed her the napkin, let her spit in it, and took it. Like, they catered to her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. But that's kind of where that energy comes from for me. Like, you know, it's a girl of generation. So we... I think for me, I have a good balance between feminine and masculine energy. Because like I say... I actually drive what most would perceive as a man car because I like speed cars, right? But I put my touch of feminine on it so you, de- you don't know if it's a woman or a man's car. I wear big face watches because I like bracelets, but usually they have like some rhinestones on them. Most big face watches are men. Mm-hmm. I'm not a heel person, but I wear gym shoes that usually have very feminine looks. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I think balancing your energy is good. But again, being okay and knowing who you are as a person so you can attract the right person. Amen. You know, because I think that's the problem with men and women. I think we don't know who we are. You know, like the yeah. first episode, uh, I got quite a few people telling me that I was vulnerable. And I was like, vulnerable? Me? I was like, no, I'm transparent. Like, I'm okay with my negative qualities. I'm okay with saying I'm selfish. I'm okay with saying I don't know how I feel about monogamy because I don't really care about what people judge about me because mm-hmm. I'm comfortable with where I'm at. The other day I was talking to my neighbor and I told her, I said, man, this is kind of like the happiest I've ever been. And I'm not in a relationship by choice. I don't have children by choice. I love my career. I love what I do. I show up and don't feel like I work. I travel where I want to go. I take my niece and nephew where they want to go. If I get time, if my other nieces want to come along, I spend time with them. You know, like I'm free because I don't want to share my space though, but it's by choice. (laughs) You know, but most people would say that's selfish. Even like I said about- It's okay to be selfish. Oh, you know, I'm good with it. I'm selfish, but not inconsiderate. I tell people that all the time. And you need to be selfish because if you can't be selfish, then you have no boundaries. Mm -hmm. That's what the end of the day, that's what that means. Like, you can call it what you want, but that's a bit of people pleasing too, Mm -hmm. you know, because you're not taking care of you. You're putting yourself before other people. Which is funny, too, because I find a lot that women do that with their kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then they get mad at the kid. Yeah. They they broke their own boundaries Mm -hmm. and they they want the kids to understand that they broke their own boundaries. But that's not how that works. No. And it's not up to the kid to accommodate the fact that you put yourself in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got to say. 
<laughs> Look, you stepping off of that one. I'm gonna step off of that one. <laughs> <laughs> My mom's gonna walk in here. Let me, let me step off on that one. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Real conversation, uncomfortable, crucial conversation. Right, that's the whole purpose. I really did it because, truthfully, sometimes uh, my biggest things there's four steps I tell people: you have to expose something to want to deal with it. Then you have to become self-aware in order to want to even begin to change it. Mm -hmm. And then you become accountable to calling your own self out. That's when it actually will change. Because the truth is, if you don't expose it, then it ain't nothing. But once you expose something, you cannot act like you don't see it. You can want to ignore it, but I always say it's like the white shirt with the red stain on it. You can try to act like you don't see it, but every time you look, you boom, boom, it's right there. And sometimes I think as we evolve, the truth is you learn more about yourself. You outgrow some things and you grow into some things. I mean, I'm your whole right statement that. was empowering to me. I mean, I like yeah. the whole thing. Like you said, everything has been by choice. Yeah. And that's an amazing, amazing place to be in, you know, because even growing up or being a young woman, you sometimes think you want things. And mm-hmm. it happens and you get older and you have the knowledge and the wisdom, mm-hmm. you realize that those are some of the choices that you would not have made. Mm-hmm. So for me, like you, that's your truth. Yeah. I mean, you're living in your truth. Mm-hmm. You said it's by choice, and that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Some of us, you know, you're too concerned about what okay. other people are going to think and yeah. say because it's not a standard, and mm-hmm. I'm guilty of it as well. Yeah. So you can't live in your truth. And yeah. Like you said, exposing yourself and then having to deal with it. So, yeah. I mean, I said a whole lot there. You said yeah. a whole lot there, but... That's fact. true, though, because the truth is... Like, my mother died wanting me and my brother to have kids. I said as a kid, I don't want nobody kids for so many reasons. My mom was a teacher. She always had somebody kid. My grandmother had somebody kid. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was too many kids around me. I don't want that many kids. Like, for real. Even though I, I didn't have to share space per se with them, but it was just too much responsibility to me. Like I wasn't responsible for those kids, but just looking at it secondhand wow. nature, I was like, yeah, I'm good. I don't want that. And I'm serving it too. Like, yeah. yeah. And then with, like, I come from good stock of relationships because other people think like, oh, you you know how people think you're bitter or whatever, or you haven't seen a good relationship. But my grandparents, uh, until one died, like, I've never seen them argue before. Um, my grandmother, whatever happened, they always dealt with it behind closed doors. And you never will hear any bad things about the marriage. If either one of them stepped out, don't nobody know about it. You know what I'm saying? My uncle, he took care of his wife to the day she died by her bedside. If something happened between them, you ain't know about it. So I come, even my parents, both of them did their little stuff or whatever, but I never seen them argue, ever. Not to say that's like, okay, they didn't have issues, but... I ain't see that. You know what I'm saying? I ain't grow up with like fighting, arguing. I ain't grow up with none of that. I really just don't like sharing space. For real. Okay. Yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. I know for a fact that if I'm going to be honest, a relationship causes for compromising. It calls for being thoughtful. Um, Accountable. Yeah. Accountable, negotiating, compromising, giving up on things that maybe were your dreams, but you got to put on hold. 
that shit. <laughs> I want to do everything I want to do. And I'm, people <laughs> understood that. Yeah. Or- from the beginning, mm-hmm. young age, yeah, yeah. absolutely. But then that goes back to your point now. Like what you all are seeing is kind of like what you think it should be. You yeah. know what I mean? My daughter, she's sixteen, just starting out with her first boyfriend, and she wants the the white picket fence. Living, oh yeah, you know? the social media living. Yes, that is not the truth. That's not mm-hmm. how it's going to be. Or you have the opposite. You have the one who either wants the white picket fence or the one who's running from the black the black fence that they didn't see and they don't know how to recognize what's the white picket fence and I feel like I deal with that a lot too I always got one foot out the door because I've seen untrustworthy examples of relationships so it's like you have the ones who's going to do everything in their power to to force that white picket fence or you're going to have the one everything in their power to not be hurt by the um disappointment of not getting that but those usually attract the wrong people yeah i know don't they (laughs) (laughs) because they haven't dealt with whatever like you just said if you um like always got one foot in one foot out that's usually when you're trying to quote unquote not be hurt, not di- be disappointed. You're usually gonna attract just that because mm-hmm. that's a void you're trying to, and you can't see, you don't believe people when they are good. Mm-hmm. So you sabotage that because they're like, oh no, that's too good to be true. You don't believe yeah, you them. Do. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that's really what that is. So, so how would you how would you give advice on how to address that? Like the person who's the avoidant. Mm-hmm. How would you give them advice on taking that extra leap to not avoid it and experience those things and give those chances and recognize when something is So you know my thing is always start and begin and end with you, right? You the beginning, middle, and end. Start trusting your own judgment. Mm-hmm. If you can't trust your judgment, then you're picking the wrong person. Because think about it. You're picking the person, right? Right. So it... If you don't trust you, then that's probably why you're not going to trust them. Mm -hmm. You have to learn to trust you and then really figure out, are you dating your void or are you dating who that's what you really cultivating? Because, you know, a lot of people marry or date their voids. And what I mean by that, like um, trauma, uh, people who aren't validated. Right. Um, I always say I know for a fact I'm a charmer. I know how it, uh, it was called, let's talk from the male's perspective. And um, women were like, well, why do men constantly, you know, they won't leave you alone? I said, you're the path of least resistance. Why would I? You know, even as a woman and in the dating world for me, like if I know you had the door open for me, I was going to put my foot in it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Because you're the path of least resistance. Like it ain't because I love you so much that I just can't let you go. No. You open the door. <laughs> At the end of the day, if you don't want me any, close it. Wow. And then most people, hey, most people, when you really think about it, um, if you dating the same type of person but a different person, you dating your void then. I have to thought about it. Yeah. But that's the thing. I can go back to what you're saying. Just trying to learn first. who you are. Yeah. Like you said, trusting yourself. Everything you have to learn about because I'm still on a quest to find out what truly makes me happy. That's my mm-hmm. biggest thing. Everybody yeah. wants to say, I listen to music, traveling. No, I'm no. gonna dig deep and find yeah. what truly makes me happy outside of having to depend on someone else. Yeah. So that's the biggest thing is working on ourselves. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And then you have to kind of eliminate what you were talking about earlier, Jemaya, is like social media. Mm-hmm. We're not. Oh, I'm not mature enough at forty. 
44 to see what I see on social media. We're looking at all the grass is green on the other side. They it's taking not. trips. They doing all this stuff. It's and not. then you don't know what's happening exactly. outside of the computers. I literally just, it was a couple, social media. They went to church or some, somewhere they went. Next thing you know, the lady done killed the goddamn man. Mm -hmm. oh, yes. Yeah. So it's like, for real, for real, and me being a counselor, I know way too much to even trust social media. Like, I know for a fact I done seen couples who standing on the pool pit look real good to the congregation. Yep. And you step out that pool pit, they don't even like each other. Yep. You know what Just I'm saying? Like that bailiff in that, um, that marriage court, he was like, the man on the stand was like, you don't even look happy. He was like, oh, he been married for 15 years, is what the judge said. And he turned around three months later and killed his wife. Mm-hmm. Like you 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 don't need it. No, no, literally and but I love what you said. Happiness, right? Finding truly not things, not people. I always ask that question, men and women, and most people can't answer what makes you happy. And it shouldn't be things and it shouldn't be a person. True happiness is at peace with whatever going on. That's real happiness, like I said, how I'm happy because my job is not really stressful. Mm -hmm. Most people say, how can you be a therapist? How can you listen to people all day? But the truth for me is, I don't think I'm like this person who's trying to save people. Mm -hmm. I, my perspective from a therapist is I'm just challenging you to always evolve. I don't think it's a right, I don't think it's a wrong. And I issue you my witness, I'm always saying, but look at it this way. What about this? What about that? I think my draw for you was you're not, I don't want to say typical, but mm -hmm. you're, the, you're not the typical female. You no. don't tell me what I want to hear. Mm -mm. Right? This is who I am, mm -hmm. and I stand by it. I'm not ashamed of it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, that's my draw to you. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm, I'm listening to you, and that's my, my buy-in for you, but you can't get that from everybody else. No. That's, you know what? One thing, like I said on the podcast, the men were the one coming to me who listened to the podcast and said, you're being vulnerable and some of them were my client they was like I can't believe that's true about you I said well if you ever asked me I would have told you too like because when we did from the male you were there from the male's perspective right because I talked about monogamy like I talked about like with dating how can you date just one person that's not dating and the, the man um two of the men said like they only can date one person at one time me and the other guy was like what's wrong with y'all that's not dating then you're in a relationship yeah, yeah. what the women say <laughs> um yeah they didn't believe him oh yeah and the, what was crazy the one who really was like a one woman yeah. man that's the one they thought everybody thought he was the player and i was like lord y'all don't even know he the good guy the one who y'all sitting here thinking oh he's so sweet that's the one you better watch out for I yes that's it was everybody at my table was like mm -hmm, him right there and that's just because he look he looks good he does he he's you know what i'm saying yeah very handsome he, um he was well groomed yeah and he was well spoken mm -hmm. and he and he seemed confident so mm -hmm. that makes makes women attractive. So of course, if you're attractive, you look like everybody's attractive. So I know he dating all these women, you know. And his mindset is nowhere near that. It, it was so funny. It was Brittany. Brittany was like, I know I'm getting him. I'm getting him. Uh huh. I know he talking. I know. I know he doing this. And you couldn't he, ruffle his feather. He no peace, and he's like, no why. Yeah, no. and he hates to, you know what, and him particularly, 
he and I get it. He's a man that what most men do. He shuts down because he's judged basically on how he looks. Yes. Well, he didn't say he was just on how he look. Was. He, he said we shut down because y'all don't believe us. Yeah. Why it can't be exactly what we said? Yeah. Now, and then the lady said, what did he say? I said, I want to be with you. Mm-hmm. And the girl's like. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yep. She sure yeah. did. And that's true. Like, women, they have, that's why men don't really answer questions either. Because if we don't want the answer the way they give it, we don't believe lot. it. I get that. Yeah. Lot. Like, why ask yeah, me a question? Because. I didn't say what, what you, you wanted me to say. Because it's true. It's like, I had to think about, shut up, leave me alone. Because women do. They want people to answer. Even with their friends, they be mad because they don't answer the question. Like, what's wrong with you? I, I answered the question. But why did you ask me if you already got the answer? Oh, you know my answer. Oh, yeah. I'm real quick to be like, uh, don't ask me nothing. You don't really want my truth to. Because I'm going to give it to you. Because I'm like, um, no. Because not if you're brushing your wig, I know you're okay. Go ahead, you're all right. <laughs> Look, we <weird. laughs> This is what happened in the beauty shop. Oh, now we done. Go ahead. All right, we gonna wrap it up, y'all. This was Beauty Shop Talk Part Two. All right, have a good one. Have a good one. Bye bye. We would love to say thank you today. For tuning in with your girl, Coach T, Real Talk Unscripted. Remember, if you have a topic or you would just like to be a special guest featured on the show, you never know. So go to all social media platforms, T Hill Consultant. That's T H I L L C O N S U L T A N T. And send us a message. Let us know your topic and your name, where we can reach you at. You never know. You may just be the lucky one. Until next time, have a good one.